Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Welcome back to Small Business School. I am so excited for this episode because I have requests all of the time asking me how as a fractional CFO, as my former life as an accountant, as a mentor to small businesses, how do you decide how much to pay yourself? And I think that oftentimes either we a have like no idea how we've come up with this number. It's just like very arbitrary. It's maybe based on our own personal budget or based on, you know, what we used to get paid in corporate plus some. Um, we are lacking context on what to pay ourselves. So we're either very much like we don't have we don't have this idea of how to do it or we are paying ourselves still as as an employee. And I really want to give you the breakdown of how you should be paying yourself as not only somebody who works in your business, but the person who works on your business, the person who is overseeing the growth and came up with the idea. So we're going to break this down for you. Here is what you need to do. Number one, you would need to pay every single employee in your business. Okay. That is, if you cannot afford to pay every employee, then you need to be working on your business model. There is something that very much needs your attention because every business should be able to afford to pay every employee. And that includes you. So if you have a retail store and you're working the desk and you're not taking a wage, that's a problem. We have to figure out how do you get your sales up or your costs down? How do you get more marketing um, for fewer dollars? How do you get a bigger following? How do you get repeat customers? Whatever that is, how do you bring in more money so that you can pay every person? Because your employees would never, ever, ever be like, yeah, I'll work for free this week. And you should have that same standard as a business owner. So number one, you need to be paid for the work you do in your business. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, like, how do I come up with that number? I don't know how to do it. This is really confusing. Here's what I will say to you. It can be done in pieces, right? Just like I think of construction companies who make a quote, they break everything down into bite-sized pieces. What you could do is take a look at the work that you're doing and you break it down into, here's what I do that's really management level. Here's what I'm doing that's maybe more so administrative level. Here's what I'm doing that is like client-facing, And you break it down by what you would pay somebody else to do it. What is that role? How much time does it take? And what would you pay somebody else? So for example, a lot of the time people get stuck up on like, well, I'm a manager and no other business would like pay a manager only like 40% of the time. Well, That's probably true, but you know what they pay somebody full time. So you could say, you know, 40% of my time goes to management responsibilities and you take 40% of that full time role that somebody gets somewhere else. So notice how I'm like looking outward for those cues. Like what does the market pay for this? Because I don't necessarily know. I don't want my business to dictate. Here's how much somebody's going to get paid. 
I love that when I'm like, oh, I can pay you above market. When one of my team members, I'm like, yeah, I know that you got that at your last job, but I want to pay you more than that. I see more value in that. That's a fantastic feeling, but it is not necessarily, um, we don't want to be setting our minimums there. So number one, you're going to look at what other people in the market are getting paid. So each role times, you know, maybe a dollarly hour figure, if you know the hours that you're working or a percentage of like, you know, a full-time person with this kind of experience would be paid this. Um, another great example is if you're a chiropractor, your chiropractors are typically paid a percentage of the fees that they bring in. So how many dollars are you bringing in and what percentage of fees? The same maybe with social media managers. Like if you have a team of social media managers and you pay them all a percentage, then I would be doing the exact same thing for myself. Like what if I hired somebody for this role? That is how I come up with it. What would I pay somebody if I hired them to fill this role? So when you piece together all those different parts, like as the owner of the business, you know, maybe we're playing admin assistant or executive assistant and we're playing um, on top of that, we're playing the person who does the work for the clients. And then on top of that, we're like managing the business. And when you add those in, you've broken it down, you got those bite-sized pieces and you add those together. That is what you're paid for your role in the business. Okay, so that is number one. Now, number two is you should be paid as the shareholder or the owner of the company. What you get paid as a shareholder or an owner of a company is over and above the profits made. That's why we started with you getting paid for the duties that you carry out and the responsibilities that you carry out in the business. Because if you cannot reach profitability, then that's what you need to work on is how do I make this business profitable? How do I make it successful? How can I focus and continue to make this business better? Because that is how you get then rewarded as the shareholder of the person who owns ultimately that framework of the business. And what I can tell you is that decision is very different. When you're thinking of what can I pay myself as a shareholder, you want to think sort of like Fortune 500 companies. How much can we distribute to the people who own these shares? How much do we want to reinvest back into the business? Like, yes, maybe the business made profit, but we want to reserve some of that to invest in a new line of products or a new service offering into new equipment because we think those investments, okay, this is key. We think those investments are going to have a return on investment. We think that they're going to make us even more money or have a bigger impact. We can you know, serve more people. So when you're thinking of shareholdings, you're not just ripping the company of every dollar of profit, you're deciding how much goes back into the business. How much do we maybe need to keep for a rainy day fund? You're looking at the business and saying, what is really required for the long-term health of the business? And then also, what should we give our shareholders as a bonus for owning this company? Okay, that's where like a dividend comes into play. So we are really thinking of our pay in those two different ways. And we almost have to be like, you know, we almost have to put ourselves on both sides of the table or put our put a different lens of glasses on when we're looking at it because one is as an employee what do I get paid for the tasks that I carry out and two is as a shareholder what should I be compensated you're almost like on the board of the company and you're looking at it and be like okay so what are we going to reward shareholders with and what are we strategically do we think this business needs to keep to get to the next level 
Hey, phenomenal entrepreneurs, have you ever caught yourself saying it's lonely at the top? That's because you haven't met the Small Business Club, the wonderland where business brains and hearty laughs collide. At the Small Business Club, we connect, we support, we laugh, and maybe shed a tear or two because entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. It's not just about swapping business cards, though. We're trading jokes, wisdom, and some mildly embarrassing stories of our startup blunders. The Small Business Club is where your business grows and your circle of friends does too. And hey, it's all online. It's free. It's fun. It's fabulous. Join the Small Business Club now because behind every successful entrepreneur, there's a group chat hyping them up. Click the link in the show notes to be added to the list so you're aware of all the dates where we meet and come find your community. Now, this is the key that I really want to highlight to people is we typically miss this line of thinking. We miss looking at the business like we are detached from it. We are so in it. We forget to act like the shareholder. We forget to act like that director from a board of directors. We forget to look at things like, well, what if this is a company I invested in? What not just like, okay, this is my company, but if you know, a friend of yours had a small business and you gave them money to invest in it. The expectation is that they're going to grow that company. The same thing when you invest in the stock market. So as a shareholder, you want to be looking in and saying like, is this company doing well? How is that running? And that is the other piece behind like really taking control of the finances, not necessarily about your pay, but of being in that role where you're looking at the finances of the company and really having a handle on them. Is that out ability to look at things from the outside in and say, is this business healthy? Would I invest in it? Right? Does this business make decisions? Does this business, you know, carry a lot of risk? What do I see for the future? What's the ability to scale? Do I believe in the people within it and their ability to carry out this, you know, responsibility of running this business? So asking yourself those questions as a shareholder is like the icing on the cake. It will always make a great business for you running it to look at it from the outside in to have that have that objectivity and saying to yourself like, you know, is that what's going well? What's not? What are the risks? Would I invest in this business if it wasn't mine? And that will give you a good indication of when all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, I would say I would do this and I would do this. And I think they should do this. And that's going to tell you what your next right steps are in growing your business in your way and your model and all those different like intricacies that are just made for you. I hope that helps you though, break down what you should be paid a for the duties that you carry out in your business and b for your you know role as a shareholder and an investor in your business and i think this is so crucial because there are many businesses that are not at that sweet spot. They're either overpaying or underpaying management or they're mixing the two kind of roles together and they're not clear on like, well, how is the business doing? And when you break that up, when you say this is for the role at the, of what I do in the business and this is for my role as an owner or shareholder of the business, it becomes clear. It becomes clear of like, yes, the business is making money. I'm just taking extra. This is my lifestyle. I want to get paid extra. And so that's what I'm doing. On the other side, it is, you know, 
it's like, maybe I'm not paying enough of like, wow, I'm working for free. We need to make some drastic changes because I will not want to work for free forever. That's guaranteed. People are going to get in my head about, you know, how I need to earn some money, how I need to hold this down, how it's not, you know, this isn't a charity, how I need to contribute to my family. I'm not going to be able to do this forever. So I have to start understanding, well, what should I be paid and how do I move towards being able to pay myself that? And it's not necessarily just earning more money, right? We have to then break down the business plan and break down the pieces and understand like, where did we go wrong or where are we not at our target yet that we want to pay this much and we don't have the capacity to do that. But I see consistently people either underpaying themselves or overpaying themselves or at a minimum not having that understanding of what they're getting paid for their role and what they're getting paid as a shareholder. And that means that they do not understand how the business really is doing, what the health of the business is. So let me suggest that you break things down that way. Let me suggest that you set your targets that way. And that is really what I wanted. I'm just like, oh, I've talked about this so many times uh, to people one-on-one and I felt like it needed to get out there at a deeper level and to more people. So hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're confused and you're like, I have questions, you know, shoot me a DM on social media. Also, we have the small business club. Join us twice a month on the first and third Tuesday of the month. It's networking, come chat, come say hi, ask your questions to the group. What do you think? You know, how can I have some help on this? And we would love to see your smiling faces. I don't think entrepreneurship should be lonely. I spent too many years feeling a little bit isolated and like I couldn't share with people and everything changed for me when I started creating relationships and friendships. And I think that is so important. So you could also join us at the Small Business Club first and third Monday, or sorry, Tuesday of the month. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.